Welcome to the Trumpet Call podcast. We are mobilizing warriors for the spiritual battle. Uh, thanks to all for joining us. I'm your host, John Martin. I'm here with Mike Darnell from Camp Lejeune, and he's a uh, he's my personal, he's been like a spiritual dad to me. My dad has been a spiritual dad also, but Mike Darnell has also been a spiritual dad while, when I joined the Marine Corps. So this is a awesome, awesome time to get to do this together. I'm excited. So uh, we've been covering, we just started covering the five marks of a disciple maker, which, you know, us as navigators are saying, hey, these are five things everyone needs in their life if they want to be a follower of Christ and, and making disciple makers. So the first one is just the basic one to know, love and become like Jesus from Philippians 3, 8 through 10. We all love that passage. Um, so, uh, Mike, I've heard you say over the years about being caught in a vice by the love of Christ from 2 Corinthians 5.14. How has your understanding of God's love for you impacted your pursuit of Christ? John, I would say uh, I'd have a, a growing understanding of God's love, and that continues compelling me to spend more time with God than I ever have in my life up to this point. And I was thinking about it. Um, what makes it so special to me, I, I would just... I would go to the abiding chapter, you know, and that's John 15. Jesus spoke those words that he spoke to those disciples. God used those verses, one verse, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and ordained you or appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that remains. And then whatever they asked the Father in my name, he would give it to you. John, that became a cornerstone in my life as a, as a promise and a principle when I was 20 years old. Now, you couple that, you back up a few verses to verse 9. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. I thought, whoa, hmm. the same love that God loves Jesus, he loves me. And then go back up one more verse. He says, by this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. I thought, much fruit? Lasting fruit, I'm in, baby. I'm thinking those verses in John 15 have just, through the years, they just keep speaking, keep speaking, keep speaking to me, John. So I just, I was all in as a 20-year-old guy, I thought. And, and that led me, let me back up one more if I got a little second, to verse 13 and 14. Jesus says, greater love is this, no man than this, than he lays down his life for his friends. Then Jesus says, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends. That coupled with Psalm 25, 14, hmm. which in the newer translation said, friendship belongs to those who fear the Lord and he reveals his promises to them. The older wow. translations, like older guys, it says uh, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear them, fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Friendship with God, John, I, I've just been spoiled. It, I just can't help but think how much God delights in me and loves me just wow. like he did Jesus. Mm. Yeah. When you, it makes me, it's a story I've heard that I would think it would be awesome for everyone else to hear. You've told a story about going over a bridge and there was this girl that you were dating and you were thinking about sleeping with her if you could. But there was a part of that where I remember you saying something like there was a moment there you thought, I've never had anyone else die for me. That's exactly right. I It was just as clear as a bell. I, I was trying to get out of being a good guy, being holy. And so I was having this argument with God about get, trying to give myself permission. <laughs> but he spoke to me of Matthew 21, 22. 
came to my mind. Mm. Now, I know now that that was God's spirit speaking that. He said, whatever you ask me, believe in Mike, I'll do for you. And I thought, oh, so that means if I ask you to never let me be a Judas, you will do that? Hmm. I was like, yes. And just, just as clear as a bell, I thought, Jesus' blood was shed for me. He went to the cross for my sin. He did that for me because his father sent him. And he calls that, he says that in John, no, no, he says in Psalm 40, verse 8, he says, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. I delight to do your will. He went to the cross and died for Mike Garnell. I said, I'm in. So I asked him to not let me be a Judas. Here I am. Wow. Yeah, I, that's, that's a great story. I've heard it like a hundred times, but I love that story because it's just like it captures I, I, so many times. I think when I'm when I'm doing a quiet time, but even more when I feel like I, I'm trying to help somebody else meet with Jesus Christ. One thing that gets in there, it kind of worms its way in there is like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I need to have a quiet time. Oh, I, I'm supposed to, I better have accountability. But when I hear that story, and as I've known you, uh, as long as I've known you, your times with Christ, your, your devotions have always been about receiving and believing God's love for you in Christ. And so I just think that's so powerful. So I have a question about that because where that's gone, it hasn't just ended with a time in the morning for you. What I've seen is that goes on to, oh man, I'm going to try and get two hours here with the Lord. I'm going to try and get four. I'm going to get a day with the Lord here, there, or a couple days. And so I was wondering if you could talk with how, how, what's the importance you found in getting extended time with the Lord? Well, two things. One is I knew that God called me and he appointed me. So I thought, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed mm. to get a lot of time with him. I thought about Moses. Moses spent 80 days and 80 nights with God. And I'm thinking, oh, that's too much for me. But, <laughs> so, but I did think, okay, I need to learn to spend extended time with God. I started about, and I would suggest this to people, start with two hours mm. and, and go there and be still. Go to a quiet place. Go to a place that has solitude. Today, turn your cell phone off and go somewhere where it's quiet. And, and just be there in stillness with God for a couple hours. Then try four hours. That's what I did. And then I would spend a day, because I'm a camper, I would go take my tent and camp out, and I'd spend a 24-hour period alone with God. Now, you know, the fun thing about that, John, is you got to give yourself permission. There's not a right and wrong way to do this. You go, and you, you just relax. You take a walk with Jesus, and you talk to Jesus. You talk to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you might sing some songs out loud. You you can pray. You can read. You can take an old hymn book if you want. Uh, you could listen to some music on on your phone if you like. If you got some great praise songs, but um, and, and then you know try full day alone with the Lord. Sleep. Think about hey, I'm sleeping with you know we're sleeping together. Me and God, or mm -hmm. we're camping out together. You get up in the morning. You have meals with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so you just focus on the time being about God. I think about Philippians 2, 3, and 4. We've all been taught that. You know, don't look at other people. I mean, at your own interests above everybody else's. We do that with God all the time. Mm -hmm. why, not spend, why not apply Philippians 2, 3, and 4 to Jesus? Let's right. put his interest above ours. <laughs> Duh! I mean, he's God. So let's get together with him and focus on him alone. Make him the focus, not prayer, 
not praise, not our issues, not the things that we want, the desires, those expectations, but go there just to be with God. I'll tell you when it started for me really strong, John, was when I, I moved to Fayetteville and my friend David Caulfield, he's, he was a staff trainer for me. Dave spent a, one day a month with God alone. Hmm. Now, he wasn't a camper so much. He'd go to a hotel at Myrtle Beach, get this room, and he'd stay, sometimes he'd stay a couple days. But I knew that it was a pattern in Dave's life, and I thought, it's going to become a pattern in my life too. So I started spending one day alone. Then I stretched it to two, three, and sometimes four. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I uh, where it came from for me. It's just been a it's been a habit, John. I've been doing for thirty five years. Right. And it's, yeah, it, again, I mean, I can't help it. As you tell that story, it takes me right back to Psalm twenty five fourteen. that it doesn't, it sounds like you're going on this time with Jesus and you're just thinking about Jesus Christ as a friend, just like you think about, just like you and I, Mike, would spend some time, to, we'd walk around a park, just talk about life and just hear each other out. Um, what, what would you say, how... How have you been entrusted with the secrets of God? What would you say have been a, a secret? I mean, if you could tell us, you know, a secret that you've, that God has whispered in your ear from those times alone with him. Wow, that's a good one, John. I think this year for 2021, the word that I've asked God, I like to focus on a word from the Lord for a year. And my word this year is precious. Hmm. And as I've thought about that, you know, I am precious to Jesus. Hmm. We all know, navigators know Isaiah 43, where he says, since I have loved you and you were precious. I know right. he spoke that to me. That wasn't to somebody else. That was to Mike Darnell. And I'm precious in his sight. And it says, it says in Psalm 116, uh, verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. I don't have to wait for the physical death to make him feel how precious about me, but I can spiritually die daily. And so I think God loves me. God thinks Mike Darnell is precious. And he does that for all of us. Now, John, here's a cool thing. There's a good Hebrew synonym. A word for precious in the Hebrew mind is rare. Hmm. I'm rare. (laughs) You know, God made me rare. You know that verse in, it says, how precious are your thoughts to me, O God? Mm-hmm. How great are some of them? Psalm 139? Right. God thinks many, many, many thoughts about you as a precious one, you as a rare one, me as a precious one. John, I can't help but go spend time with somebody who loves me so much. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that, that's so exciting. I, I'm, I'm getting, I feel like I should just turn this podcast off and just go spend some time with Jesus. Amen. Uh, <laughs> but before we do that, um, so... If somebody is listening to this and they're thinking, man, I, that is true. It's not just that, that those two guys that God thinks is rare. I, I, I know I'm rare to God. I want to spend some time with him too. How, how would you suggest somebody start? What are some resources? What do you got for us? That's great. Uh, since we're all navigators, there's a great little old book that Lauren Sandy wrote years and years ago. One of those little booklets called How to Spend a Day in Prayer. That booklet is worth its weight in, you know, silver and gold it's great because it's 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 a precious book it's rare and so that book got me started uh read just read stories i don't know if there's great you know any little book that tells it how you do it but uh, the best book that would help you that you could take with you is the book of psalms 
Mm-hmm. Every person should take the book of Psalms. They should start in Psalm 1 and just start reading and spend mm-hmm. time and let the Spirit of God cause the Holy Spirit highlighter. Boom, boom, boom. You know, the words are just going to get highlighted and jump off the page and, and it'll mess them up. It'll transform their hearts. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, so the, those are the resources. And, and then read stories, read biographies about people who have spent a lot of time with God, E.M. Bounds, you know, Andrew Murray, you know, there's this guy, Henry Nowen, who writes cool stuff about this kind of thing. So there, there's tons of resources, but the best thing is just to keep it simple and don't try to read a lot of stories. Don't try to have some that you've got to feel like you've got to do this thing right or you're going to mess it up. And just go set a time with God. Go to a quiet place. Take your book of psalms with your bible take your pen and a notebook and write down things and ask god to speak to you mm-hmm. say yeah. father would you speak to me just like you spoke to those disciples at the last supper just like you spoke to moses and look for a burning bush you might find one <laughs> yeah no that's that's great it's exciting um so then i, I just I, this question always kind of is out there i think this is kind of a natural thing for all of us but what do you do if you get bored well, that's a good one. I take a nap. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> there you have it. So, you know, I, I mean, I went, the last time I went, I spent about four days alone with the Lord. And I, I remember one day I, I was just thinking, wow, I've read almost all of Isaiah. I've written stuff down. I've done this. I've done this. I'm thinking, you know, I just spoke to the Lord. I said, I'm a little bored doing what those things are. Well, let's take a walk. So I went on a hike and I walked. And it's really interesting. I found this old log barn deep in the woods. So I went climbing around that barn and just, and I was talking with Jesus and God while I was climbing around the barn. That took away my boredom. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got back, I was refreshed and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that night I slept well, slept well the next morning, made some good coffee on the camp stove, you know, had it all those good smells going on. And then I was refreshed and ready to jump right back in. So, You'll always get a little bored. And then, oh, here's a good one. Here's one thing I practice sometimes, John. I will sometimes to keep my mind focused so well, I'll go, I'll just think, you know, Father, is there anything you'd like to say to me out of the book of Genesis? Hmm. How about Exodus? I know, nothing in Leviticus, but no, maybe Leviticus. <laughs> and I'll say, well, how about how about Numbers and Deuteronomy? And I'll go, how about those great stories in Deuteronomy? How about how about first second Samuel? Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, you know, so I just go through the books of the Bible. Right. And then I'll say, I don't get too far before there's this little, I say that little nudge, mm-hmm. you know, when you're thinking of a certain story and I'll go, oh, and so this thing comes to my mind and, and that little nudge, I think it's the spirit. So I'll, I'll go there and I'll flip, and I'll read that story and I'll say, now, is there something you want to point out to me? Give me ears to hear what the mm-hmm. spirit is saying to this church. Because I'm here. And so then I'll go on. So I think that's a good one. You know, it's not just all those verses we got memorized. But right. you just ask God, is there anything you'd like to say to me out of the Gospel of John today, Father? Uh-huh. And you just listen. And then you just think through John chapter 1, John chapter 2, John chapter 3, oh, Nicodemus, right. John chapter 4, John, oh, man, you know, Jesus made everybody mad in John 6. How about John 7? And you, <laughs> and you just go through it. Right. And you think about what you know and what you remember out of that. And boy, you and the Spirit of God, that gives the Spirit of God a chance to say, here, here, here. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's a good practice. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So um, co- a couple more questions. Uh, this next one is, how do you know if you did it right? That's a great. I, I thought about. I thought about that. Yeah, I, I think you know you you're doing it right when you're settled in the love of Christ. Hmm. When you, you just sort of soak in the bathtub until you prune it. <laughs> and you come out pruny just thinking, yep, boy, that was a great time with you, Father. And, and, and you know, you know, and sometimes if you feel like, well, I'm not sure. One time I went and spent some time, extended time with God. It was when I was asking God to speak to me about marrying Pam. And so I went away and I was trying to twist God's arm and, you know, get him to speak to me and give me a, some cool promise, you know. And I came back after two and a half days, and the staff guy, my friend Steve Swan, says, so, Darnell, God speak to you? I said, no. And he went, what? <laughs> I said, uh, no, I didn't really come away with any new thing. But he did say what he had spoken to me before was good to go. Hmm. And that was Psalms 37, 4, and 5. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, and I went there to delight myself in the Lord. Mm. I went there to try to get a promise, you know, to try to try to work that thing and crowbar God didn't work. Right. So I think, you know, you do it right when you when you come away from those times thinking that was good to be with the Lord. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's so awesome. Like, I just it takes me back to uh, how all of us, all of us at some point have tried to get God to do something. But if we just really focus on being loved and loving him and pursuing him because of those things, you really can't go wrong with that. It's, it's usually when I'm trying to get God to, <laughs> to, to whatever, you know. I think it's just a good old Matthew 6.33 principle. If you go there seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, mm-hmm. all that other stuff will be added to you. Yeah. You don't have to worry about doing it right or wrong or too short, too long, you know just go do it just yeah. go be with god i think the the quality of those times probably is more important than the quantity quantity helps i mean you know if you if you, the more time you can get but folks are busy i mean they're not full-time staff they got and they got you guys got three children you got you know all these things all these balls you're juggling me me and pam you know we're at that season of life where we don't have a lot of that kind of stuff and so you know, I, I feel more, more inclined to spend more time with God than I ever have. Mm-hmm. Which, and I've seen some people that when they got in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, they were doing the same thing. And I thought, I want to do that. I want to finish strong, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I, uh, do you have any last thoughts? I do. One thing I thought is, John, is, is anybody who's listening to this, my number is 910-358-4387. You can feel free to call me and ask me any questions you like about those times I've spent with God. I've got tons of stories, and you'll probably have to cut me off. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, yeah, so everyone who got that number, uh, don't prank call them. But, you know, now, now you can't prank call them. You get the number on your phone, you know. So, But anyway, um, 
Mike, thanks so much for the time. This is great stuff. It's so motivating. And, you know, I can't help but think, I mean, this is exactly that passage, you know, that I, it's all rubbish for the sake of gaining Christ, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. So yeah, just getting away with Jesus, denying the flesh. How can you go wrong? So, um, thanks so much, Mike. Uh, and uh, for, win, baby, go get some time with Jesus. Go do it. So, yeah, thanks for listening. All you tuned in. I really appreciate it. And yeah, give Mike a call. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing um, everyone's thoughts as you give any feedback that you can. So thanks so much.